All right, Rabosai, good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for today's share to thank. Our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Cheshvan, Yanki and Elisa Statman and Yitzhi and Rebecca Statman for dedicating all the Shirim and Joshos this month in commemoration of the first yard site of their sister, Menucha Shendel Yehudis, Zichron Levracha, Bas David Yosef. And to thank Shmuel and Rabin Karapkin for dedicating the Shirim this month in commemoration of the 25th yard site of Rabin's mother, Pesa Mira Bas Chaim. We hope that in the merits of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama Sulham and Aliyah, and the families in Nechama. With that, let us begin. We have a really interesting sugya ahead of us today. Today's Dapis Kaf Tes 29. Oops, sorry. 29, and we are picking up Emir Tzashem on Kaf Tes 28b, right at the two dots. Right at the two dots. Let's actually begin two, four, five lines up from the bottom. Last word on the line. Hari Remember again, we had an interesting case in the Mishnah, right? So remember again, here was the case. This was at the end, the bottom of Chav Ches the bottom of 28a. So the Mishnah's case was as follows. The Mishnah said, Hari Netios Elu Karban Im Einon Niktsatsos. So let's just go through the case just a moment. I have saplings. I have saplings. And I say, these saplings should be a carbon if they are not cut down. Okay, so let's just play this out. In other words, obviously, I, it sounds like, well, what's my intention with this nether? What's my intention with this nether? Right? My intention with this nether, ultimately, again, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, right, my intention for the, my intention for these, my intention for these saplings is to get them cut down. Right? So that's why I say if they're not cut down, ultimately, again, they'll be a carbon. It'll be a carbon, which means that if they are cut down, there's no problem. That's why, again, the Mishnah says, so ultimately, again, Yeshla and Pidyon, they have redemption. Fine. Now, we'll say, second case in the Mishnah was, Hare Netiyah Sa'ilu Karban Adshi Katsitsu. Right? Which means what? Literally, again, these Netiyos, these Netiyos should be a carbon until they are cut down. Right? These, Hare Netiyos Sa'ilu Karban Adshi Katsitsu. Until they are cut down. So, we'll say, this is, this is the reverse case, right? So in other words, they should be a carbon up until the point they are cut down, okay? So therefore, again, what it sounds like is once they're cut down, they're, right, as long as they're in the ground, they are treated with sanctity, they have sanctity. Once they are cut down, they would lose that sanctity. That's what it sounds like. However, the Mishnah says, they have no redemption. So let's analyze this. Says the Gemara. So once they were starting again, Two, four lines up from the bottom. So as the Gemara says, Uliola, they never have redemption. So again, I both say, so, so, so once again, once again, let's just clarify what's happening over here. So I make, this is the second case in the Mishnah. I have samplings. I say, Hare Netios Elu Karban Adshi Katsutsu. These Netios have carbonic sanctity, right? Our carbon, our carbon, until they are cut down. So the Mishnah says, this never has redemption. So the Gemara says, really? It never has redemption ever? The Olam, you can never redeem it? So the Gemara says, Amar bar Pada, Padan Chosros Vekachos, Padan Chosros Vekachos. So we'll say what this means is like this. So we'll say, okay, let's, let's play this out once more because we're spending today, pretty much today on this case. I have my saplings. I say, these saplings should be vested with carbonic sand. They should be like a carbon, I, right? Literally again, until I cut them down. So the Mishnah says they cannot be redeemed. 
So the Gemara said, what does that mean they can't be redeemed? And I was supposed to remember again, in general, you, you say, I, I go ahead and I say, um, this, this shtender should be like a carbon. So we'll say, what's talach when you say this shtender should be like a carbon? What's talach? What's talach? It's vested with sanctity. What can I do with it? What can I do with it? I can redeem it. Right? Like anything else vested with sanctity, right? How do I do that? Essentially, I can transfer the sanctity of the shtender onto money. The money becomes sanctified, and now the shtender becomes chulin. So I don't understand. I don't understand. So I have these saplings. I say they should be like a carbon until they're cut down. So Mishnah says, oh, you can't redeem it. Why, why, why can't you redeem it? So Barpanda says, here's why. Here's why. Because if you redeem it, so Amr Barpanda, Padon, if you redeem them, Chosran Bekachos. The moment you redeem it, the sanctity sets right back in. You see, you made a nether. What was your nether? These saplings should be sanctified until they are cut down. See, even if you redeem it, what happens right after redemption? The sanctity revests immediately. So, padan chosros fekachos, padan chosros fekachos, ad shikatsu. Now, there is an end to this. The end to this is when? When you cut down the saplings. At that point, once you cut down the saplings, niksitsu, once they're cut down, so says, this is very interesting. So what Barpada says is when the Mishnah says that the saplings cannot be redeemed, that means if I try to redeem the saplings while they're still attached to the ground, every time you redeem it, ultimately again the Kedusha just devolves upon it again. Because remember, those, it's subject to a nether. So because it's subject to a nether, you redeem it, becomes Kadosh. Redeem it, becomes Kadosh. However, once you cut it down, you could redeem the sanctity of those saplings once and for all, and then they go out to Chulim. Shavuot say this is the position ultimately again of Barpada. They will say if you take a look at the Ran for just a moment, it's the Ran, probably about 20 lines are from the bottom. Niktsitsu podem pamachas vodayu, tisvili le Barpada, shavabi shalogdishon el achi kansitsu, afilu hachi ki niktsitsu lo paka kidushasan bikdi. They will say this is incredibly important. There are two parts, there are two parts to Barpada's position. Part number one, Rabbi will say, is that the nether you made keeps those saplings rooted in a state of carbonic sanctity. And therefore, you can't redeem it. And even if you try to redeem it, right, even if it's quote-unquote redeemed, it just becomes immediately kadosh again. There's that cycle. There's a cycle. So there's no redemption while ultimately the saplings are attached to the ground because that was your nether. Your nether was, these saplings will be like a carbon as long as they are attached to the ground. So there, part one, is no redemption, and even if you redeem it, it becomes automatically Kadosh again. That's part one. Part two is that even once you cut down the saplings, see, I, say, I would have thought that once I cut down the saplings, what happens to the carbonic sanctity? It's gone. Barpada says, no. The carbonic sanctity, once it's vested on the sapling or in the saplings, it remains. Now, the difference is once you cut down the saplings, you can redeem it once and for all, and now it goes out to Chulin. So I'm going to say, we call that Lopaka Kidusha Bikadi. Kidusha just doesn't go away by itself. It doesn't go away by itself. The carbonic sanctity is there on the saplings. Once it's cut down, now you could redeem it and remove it forever. This is the position. I will say, by the way, what a, what a statement. Kidusha Lopaka Bikadi. Once you have Kidusha, it doesn't just go away. Right? Kedusha, Kedusha remains. Now, Chas Hashanah, person could engage in a Maisa to remove their Kedusha, but that Kedusha is always within the object. Again, we'll come back to that in a little bit. But Ula Amar, so we'll say, that's Barapada. Ula says, no. 
Kevan shenikzetu shuv ein poldim. Ula says once you cut down the saplings, that's it. The carbonic sanctity is gone, and you don't have to redeem them. Now, both say it sounds like over here that Ula Ula agrees with Barpada in the first part, namely. If you try to redeem those saplings while they're attached to the ground, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. In other words, even if you redeem it, it just becomes kadosh again. Where does Ula disagree? Ula holds once you cut down the saplings, we're done. No act of further redemption is necessary. Ultimately, again, because the carbonic kedusha simply dissipates from the saplings upon their being cut down. They both say, take a look at the ran again. So also now about 19 lines are from the bottom. So Ula says, look, the way this nether worked, I will say, is it was a kedusha with a duration, a durational kedusha. Right? What was the durational kiddush? What was the nether? These saplings should have carbonic sanctity as long as what? As long, uh, as long as they're attached to the ground, right? Or until they're harvested. Once it's cut down, Ula says, <coughs> done. There's no longer any kiddush attached to it. So this is the phrase. This is the phrase. The machokis barpada and Ula is in paka kiddusha bikidi. Does kiddusha the sanctity? go away by itself, that's Ula. Once you cut it down, the saplings are, are, are totally chulin. Or, lo paka kidusha bikidi. Kidusha does not go away by itself. Does not go away by itself. And therefore, again, that's barpada. That's according to barpada. Even once you harvest the saplings, you're still going to have to engage in an act of, of redemption. So both say, that's our fundamental my focus, but it sounds like everyone is agreeing on what? That while those saplings are attached to the ground, if what? If what? If you try to harvest them, or no, no, I'm sorry, if you try to redeem them, what's the halacha? They will not be redeemed, right? Even if you redeem it, it just automatically becomes kadosh over and over again. Beautiful. Tap of chatas, Tap of chatas, really interesting machlokis. Amr Rav Hamnuna. Rav Hamnuna said as follows. Rav Hamnuna said, Kiddusha Shabahen lehechan halcha. So now, Rav is asking on Ula, right? Because Ula holds, once you cut down, once you cut down those, those saplings, then what happens? The Kiddusha goes away. Paka Kiddusha Bikidi. The Kiddusha goes away with nothing, right? Just by itself. So Rav Huna says, Rav Hamuna says, how does that happen? In other words, they will say Kiddusha is a state of being, right? Kiddusha is a state of being. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, normally if something has a consecrated status, it can be removed, but it requires a process. Where do we ever see just simply Kiddusha going away by itself? Kiddusha Shebahen Lehechan Halcha. Where did the Kiddusha go? Uma ilu amrali isha hayom at ishti, ulumachar i at ishti, minafka belogat. Let's say a man were to say to a woman, right? Today you are my wife and tomorrow you're not my wife. Some people try this, but it doesn't matter. So in other words, let's, let's in other words, in this case over here, he's being Makadesh her, for example, with a Tanai. Hariat li hayom ulamachar ein at ishti. So the truth is, the truth is, what he wants to do is he wants to marry her, but that tomorrow he doesn't want to be married. So we'll say, so does that work? Does that work? I mean, again, he could choose to not be married to her tomorrow, but what does that require? What does it require? Again, what, what is Rav Hanunah saying? When you create a certain state, a certain reality for an object, okay, here is not about an object, it's not about a person. 
when you create a certain state for a person or for an object, then what's the halacha? The state just doesn't go away by itself. It means some type of process or mechanism to remove the current state. So just like a woman will require a get in order to go ahead and remove her married state, ultimately, Yonah Famnun is saying to Ula, when those saplings are cut down, the Kiddush is still there, the Kiddush doesn't go away by itself, and therefore, again, should require some level, should require some level of pidyon, of redemption as well. So Amalei Ravas, Ravas says to him, Ravas says to Ramnuna, come on, that doesn't make any sense. Mi kamedam is kiddushas dam le kiddushas haguf? That's not a fair comparison, I will say. The, when a woman gets married, that's a case of what we'll call kiddushas haguf. There is a physical state, there's a, there's a physical change. Say nothing, I mean, when you're talking about, again, a physical change, and we say a physical change, meaning a change that impacts the guf, then of course everyone will agree that in order to remove that status, you need some type of redemptive mechanism. However, again, I will say, when we speak about the saplings, I will say, for example, when I say my, my saplings are like a carbon until I go ahead and cut them down, so I will say, what does it mean like a carbon? What, is, what does that mean? Like a, like a carbon for, what does that mean? I will say, that's monetary sanctity. That's monetary sanctity. I will say, by the way, let's go back for just a moment. It's no different if I say this gender should be like a shlamin. What am I saying? What am I saying? There was like, that I'm, I'm, I'm endowing it. Obviously, the shender can't be a carbon shlomen. So what am I endowing it with? It's not kiddushas haguf, but it's kiddushas dono. So therefore, again, I'm going to say, in the shender case, if I were to redeem this, let's say for, for $100, then what? What do I do with that money? That money is used towards the purchase of a shlomen. So the Gemara suggests over here, mi kamadamis, kiddushas dono, kiddushas haguf, kiddushas dono, paka bikidi. We'll say, if something only has financial sanctity, Financial sanctity does go away by itself. Kiddushas haguf, lo paka bikidi. Conversely, conversely, kiddushas haguf, physical sanctity, does not go away by itself. So I will say, so look what Rav is trying to do right now. Rav is trying to do, he's saying, Rav Hamnuna, leave Ula alone. Because the truth is, Ula's case is a case of financial sanctity. I say, these saplings should be like a carbon until they are cut down. Now they're cut down. Ula says, they're not Kaddish. They're not Kaddish. I says, Rav Hamnuna, what happened to the sanctity? Right? Kedusha doesn't go away by itself. Aharaya. Man says to a woman, you're my wife today, not my wife tomorrow. The first part works. She's his wife. But Lamai says, if he wants to remove that marital status, that requires a mechanism again. So Rav Hamnuna says, how can you say Kedusha just goes away? Rava, no, no, no. The case of Natios, the case of saplings, is financial sanctity. Financial sanctity, Kedusha's Domim, does go away by itself. If there's a change in status, that sanctity could simply evaporate. Kiddushas HaGuf requires a mechanism to remove sanctity. Incredible. I will say, if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi just says over something very interesting on the right-hand side, in the short lines, three lines in, Mi kamadamis Kiddushas HaGuf, Hani netios tikadishi lepedia kadishi. Kiddushas Damim. When I sanctify, when I say that these netios should be like a carbon, We'll say, I'm just vesting them with financial sanctity. And therefore, according to Ula, as soon as I cut them down, the Kiddusha simply evaporates. And therefore, again, Kiddusha Saguf does not go away by itself. Amrli Abaye, so Abaye says, one second, let's analyze this. So, Kiddusha Saguf Lopaka Bikidi, is that true? Is that true? 
that if, if an item has physical sanctity, that physical sanctity doesn't go away by itself? Is that actually true? So the Gemara says, I'm going to listen to this. That time that we learned, this is such an interesting case. Shar zeh ola kol so we'll say, let's say a person says like this, I have a shark, I have an ox, and I say, this ox for the next 30 days will be an ola, and after the 30 days should be a shlomim. Should be a shlomim. So what's the halacha? So what's the halacha? Kol lamin yom ola, ulaachar yilamin yom shlomim. Okay, so we'll say, so what's the halacha? The halacha is the tonight works. So for the first 30 days, the animal will be an ola, which we'll say, what does it mean the first 30 days? In other words, if I offer up the animal in the next 30 days, it's offered up as an ola. And if I don't offer it up in the first 30 days, but I offer it up in the second 30 days, then what? It's a shlom. So it works. It works. So the Gemara says, I'll say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. A lot of Rashi's today. Rashi says, Kol yom ola. Rashi says, Kimo ula So what's happening over here is this animal transitions from Ola Sanctity to Shlomim Sanctity, right? So first 30 days, Ola Sanctity, second 30 days, ultimately again, Shlomim Sanctity. So the Gemara says, Va'amai, Sa'amai, Kiddushas Hagufninhu, Upaka Bikidi. So we'll say, but why should this work? Why should this work? After all, again, this is a case of Kiddushas Haguf. In other words, both side, presumably what we're saying over here is what? I'm saying this ox should have the Kiddusha of an Ola for the next 30 days. So I will say, I don't understand, when 30 days elapse, where does the Kiddusha of the Ola go? Where, where, in other words, how does it just come to an end without some type of process? Rather, I will say, the fact that this animal transitions from being an Ola to a Shlomim after 30 days tells you that what? Even physical sanctity goes away by itself. Look at Rashi again. Amai, amai nafka mi kiddushas ola ha kiddushas haguf ninhu upaka bikidi v'kashilu ula damar kiddushas haguf lo upaka bikidi. So we'll say. So just, just, just so you, just so you follow the progression over here, right? Ula said. Let's go back to the sapling case. Ula said, when you cut down the saplings, what's their status? What's their status? Chulin, right? Nothing. And what process do you need? to remove their Kiddusha that, that they had. Kiddusha is carbon. What process do you need? None at all. None at all. Shabbos said, why? Rava explained that Ula is talking about a case of Kiddusha's dummy. All, all the saplings have is financial sanctity and financial sanctity goes away by itself. But even Ula would agree that in the case of physical sanctity, something has physical sanctity and now you want to remove that physical sanctity, what do you need? What do you need? Some type of pidyom, some type of redemptive process. And said, really? Because here's a case of Kiddush HaSaguf, right? I say this animal should be an Ola for the next 30 days, and then should be a Shlom for the 30 days after that. So comes day 31, the, old, the animal is no longer an Ola, now it's a Shlom. Says the Gemara, how did that happen? That's a case of Kiddush HaSaguf, physical sanctity. So how does an animal simply transition from an Ola to a Shlomim without any type of redemptive process? Rather, what do you see over here? You see over here that, according, that, that perhaps even Kiddushas Haguf goes away by itself. So is this not a contradiction to Ula? To which the Gemara says, no, 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 Askinon, what's the case? The Amr Ladami. I will say the case over here is where it's financial sanctity. It's financial sanctity. In other words, when I say this animal should be a should be a, an older for thirty days, and that 
Shlomim for the next 30 days, I'm not actually designating the animal as a physical carbon. Rather, what I'm doing is invest is vesting it with financial sanctity. Okay, so financial sanctity, I know, goes away by itself, according to Ula, without any type of redemptive process. By the way, I will say, I'll just show you something interesting. If you take a look at the rush, see the rush in the right-hand column? So probably about the 12, 12 lines in Kedushas Damim Paka. You see that? So the rush says, de Paka Paka Nami Zman. I will say, it's actually very interesting. Let's take a step back. Because what everyone seems to agree with, well, not everyone, obviously, Barpada disagrees with this, with this, but Ula's position is that when something has financial sanctity, ultimately, again, that sanctity goes away by itself. By itself. So why is that? In other words, what's, what's the logic behind that? that? In other words, Rava made that distinction in the Gemara that Kiddushas Domim goes away by itself. Kiddushas Haguf needs a process. Why? So the Rosh says something very interesting over here. He says, So the Rosh makes an interesting observation. He says, Everyone agrees, I will say, that you could redeem an item. I'm sorry. Everyone agrees that you could redeem an item that is vested with financial sanctity. Right? How do you do that? How do you do that? You just transfer the sanctity onto other money, onto, onto some other financial instrument. So the same way that an item vested with financial sanctity can be redeemed with money, it can also be redeemed simply with the elapsing of time. The elapsing of time. Aval kitusha sagof delo paka pedia lo paka nami But the Russians will say if you have something vested with, with with physical sanctity that cannot be redeemed with money. So I will say, for example, for example, if you go ahead and I say. This sheep is an Ola. Is an Ola. I'm literally going to offer it up as an Ola. It was like, can you redeem that with money? No. No. So the Rosh wants to suggest, essentially, anything that could be redeemed with money could also be redeemed simply through the elapsing of time. Through, right? Through the, through, through, or through the elapsing of time. Through the elapsing of time. But anything that can't be redeemed with money cannot be redeemed simply through the passage of time. So I will say, so again, just kind of to plug this back in. So therefore, according to Ula, according to Ula, the, when the, in the, the sapling case is a case of Kiddush Tanabosa, right? Everyone agrees with that. When I say my saplings should be a carbon until they are cut down, I will say, obviously, I'm not offering up those saplings as a carbon. Right? It's clear that when I say like a carbon, I mean financial sanctity. So Ula comes along and says, well, an item that's vested with financial sanctity can be redeemed with money. So anything that can be redeemed with money also can be redeemed through time. Therefore, once they're cut down, once they're cut down, they automatically become pulin without any type of additional pigil. Anything that is vested with Kiddushas Haguf, by definition, cannot be redeemed with money. So the same way that it can't be redeemed with money, simple passage of time is not going to allow it to become chulun as well. Okay, so now I will say, now however, what we've just done is we've just shown a case where even something with Kiddushas Damim seems to become chulun on its own, or seems to lose its Kiddushah on a chulun, seems to become Kiddushah on its own, lose its Kiddushah on its own. So remember again, I have an animal. What do I say? This animal ultimately again should be an Ola for the next 30 days, and then from today's 31 through 60, it should become a Shlamim. And the Gemara says, it works. It works. How could it work? 
What happened to the oldest sanctity? Where did it go? To which the Gemara said, no, no, no. This is not a case of physical sanctity. Rather, what is this? Case of financial sanctity. Okay. Ihachi. Here's the problem with this explanation, says the Gemara. Ihachi. Amos Seifa. Look at the end of this brace. What's the end of it? What's the end of it? So we'll say, the Seifa case here, we'll say, is listen to this. I say, after 30 days, this animal should be an Ola, but for now, for these 30 days, it should be a Shlamim. So we'll say, in this case, I'm reversing the order, right? I'm making the animal a Shlamim first, and then an Ola afterwards. Okay, so the Gemara says, by the way, that works as well. So we'll say, now what's the Shaila? So we'll say, so now, why do I need two cases? I say, case number one, I say this animal should be an Ola for the next 30 days and then a Shlomim for the 30 days after that. In case number two, I say this animal should become an Ola in 30 days from now, but for the next 30 days, it should be a Shlomim. So what, okay, and both cases work. So why do I need both cases? So if you want to tell me one case is talking about Kiddusha Sadov, and one case is talking about Kiddushas Damim. Oh, then I understand. Hainu Amadez Rabosai. Hainu the Itztrichle Lekano Lemisnitarti. Then Rabosai, I understand what? I understand why the Tano has to quote two cases. I get that. I understand why the Tano has to quote two cases. The Sakadait Hamina, because I would have thought what? Sakadait Hamina, Kiddushas Haguflo Paka Bikidi, Kiddushas Damim Paka Bikidi, Amatullah Hitanatarti. So Rabosai, now watch this. If you tell me that one of the two cases is talking about where I vested the animal with Kiddushas Damim, financial sanctity, and one of them is where I vested the animal with Kiddushas Haguf, now both cases are necessary. Why? Because they're both saying, the case, everyone agrees in the case of, not everyone, but let's assume now in the case of Kiddushas Damim, I understand that sanctity could go ahead and simply dissipate on its own. But I didn't know, I would not have thought that that applies in a case of Kiddusha Sagov. Kamash Malon, it does. Kamash Malon, it does. And therefore, Halokha Lamaisa, both in a case of Kiddusha Sagov. So whether or not you said this animal is an Ola and then a Shlamim, or a Shlamim and then an Ola, one case is Kiddusha Sagov, one case is Kiddusha Sagov. And what is the Brisa coming to teach me? What is the Brisa coming to teach me? That Kiddusha dissipates on its own. Kiddusha dissipates on its own, whether it's Kiddusha's Damim or Kiddusha's Sagov. That's what Mishra is coming to teach me. But I will say, if both cases are financial sanctity, then why do I need two cases that teach me the same thing? I will say, you follow what's going on over here? So at the end of the day, here, here's what I have, right? Here's what I have. Two cases in a Brisa. Case number one, this animal should be an Ola for the next 30 days, and then it should be a Shlomim. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? It works. It works. You are right. It works. Case number two. Case number two. In 30 days from now, the animal should be an ola. And for the next 30 days, the animal should be a shlamin. What's the halacha? It works. Okay. It sounds like the same case twice. So the Gemara says, if you're telling me that both cases are financial sanctity, and therefore, what is the rest of teaching me? that financial sanctity has the ability to dissipate on its own without any redemptive process, then the b'risa is redundant. However, if you tell me one case is where the animal has financial sanctity and one case is where the animal has physical sanctity, kiddusha saguf, oh, now you're teaching me something important. 
that Kedusha dissipates on its own in both of those cases, both in financial sanctity as well as in physical sanctity. Essentially, what starts happening when we say Kedusha attaches, uh, dissipates on its own, what that means is if you attach that Kedusha to a time frame, right, as we did in this case, for the next 30 days, the animal should be X, and then for the following 30 days, the animal should be Y, even if it's physical sanctity, it dissipates on its own, and that's a Hiddish. Then I understand why you need both cases. So, both sides. so what the Gemara is suggesting over here is the, the message from us from this price. In other words, we already knew from Ula that financial sanctity dissipates on its own. The Kiddush of Yerabah says what? Is what? Even physical sanctity, Kiddusha Sarguf, has the ability to dissipate on its own. Now, this would seem to pose a kasha to Ula, but it would be a very interesting development for us. To which the Gemara says, maybe not. Maybe not. Understand one thing. Let's throw one more wrinkle into this, which is, although the cases sound the same, they're not. Right? Remember again, case number one is ultimately again for the next 30 days the animal should be an Ola and then it should be a Shlomim. Second case, for the next 30 days, it should be a shlamim and then an ola. The Rebbe said, ola has higher sacrificial sanctity than a shlamim. So, so the truth is, the price is problematic in general, right? Which is, once you have that first case, if they're both talking about kedushas damim, physical sanctity, it goes without saying. Because case number one is you're going, let me read it inside again. So the Rebbe said, if you want to tell me that both cases of the Bryce are both talking about physical sanctity, why do I need two cases that say the same thing, namely that physical sanctity dissipate on its own? Furthermore, if the first case, remember what was the first case of the Bryce? Right? For the next 30 days, the animal is an Oma. For the 30 days after that, the animal is a Shlomo. The Bryce says it works. Now, if we're talking about financial sanctity, so I will say, if you're telling me that it works from an animal transition from an Ola to a Shlomim, which is Kiddusha Chamura, the Kiddusha Kilta, right? Ultimate Kiddusha Kala, that's greater intensity, carbonic intensity, to lesser carbonic intensity, the Kiddusha Kala, the Kiddusha Chamura, I will say that I don't need a case of telling me the animal could transition from a Shlomim to an Ola. That's obvious. So therefore, what I will say, therefore, Lema, Therefore, before we get to that, the Gemara says it must be, it must be that the two cases of the Brisa, one is financial sanctity and one is physical sanctity. And I will say, what is the takeaway of this Brisa? That both financial sanctity, right, Kiddushas Damin, and Kiddushas Agof, physical sanctity can what? Can what? Can dissipate on their own without any redemptive process. I both say, when we say dissipate on, our, on their own, what does it really mean? How does it dissipate on its own? You still need something. In this case, what do you need? What do you need? Time. Time. In other words, I, if, if I attach the Kiddushas Haguf to a clock, to a clock, then once the clock runs out, ultimately, again, the Kiddushas dissipates on its own. I both say, I just want to point out, it's actually, it's very simple. 
you know, I'm seeing a couple of bewildered looks. It's simple, right? Let, let me see you know who you are, right? Like, let, 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 let me simplify this. Simplify it very simply. Let's go back to the Mishnah for just a moment because we're going to get right back on track. Let's go back to the Mishnah. What was the case of the Mishnah? The quick Chazara. The advantage of having short tapping. A little bit of Chazara. Right? So like, what, right? What's the case of the Mishnah? I have saplings. I have 10 saplings. What do I say? These saplings should be like a carbon until I go ahead and cut them down. And cut them down. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? So obviously, right, the halacha is, the Mishnah said, they cannot be redeemed. They cannot be redeemed. Okay, so now, we, let, let's qualify this a little bit. So it doesn't mean they can't be redeemed. So it sounds like everyone is agreeing, when can't they be redeemed? When can't they be redeemed? While they're still attached to the ground. Which makes sense. I made a nether to say that they should be like a carbon. So because they should be like a carbon, they can't be redeemed when they're attached to the ground. Okay, now what happens? So that's part one. Step two, or part two of this, of this story is what happens? I cut them down. I cut them down. So we'll say, now what's the shaila? So now I have 10 felled, felled saplings? Felled saplings, right? 10 felled saplings, right? Sit, sitting on my, and we'll say, now what's the shaila? What's the shaila? What's their status? Right? What's their status? Or stated indifferently, these had carbonic sanctity. Right, at least financial not financial sanctity. What do I do with them now? So I will say, so comes along Barpada. Barpada says you have to redeem them because even once you cut them down, they still retain their carbonic sanctity, and therefore they need pidyon. They need to be redeemed. They need to be redeemed. Right? Ula came along. Where was Barpada? Ula said. Ula said. What do they need? What do they need? Nothing. Nothing. Why? Because again, Ula holds. I will say. So now if we bring this all together, Ula holds that Kiddushas Damim Paka Bikidi, anything that has physical sanctity, right, that sanctity could go away by itself. Now again, by itself, it doesn't, it doesn't literally mean by itself, it needs a trigger to dissipate the financial sanctity. What Ula is saying is time could be that trigger. Time could be that trigger. In other words, you went ahead, I went ahead and made the financial sanctity of the saplings it, it was intertwined with the saplings being attached to the ground. So once they're no longer attached to the ground, that financial sanctity evaporates. There is no pidyon. You don't have to redeem it in any way. Now, Rava wanted to suggest that Barpanda's position, that Kedusha can only go away on its own, only go away on its own, only refers to what type of sanctity? Financial sanctity. But Rava wanted to suggest that everyone agrees when it comes to physical sanctity, Physical sanctity never goes away on its own, but rather, again, it needs some type of pidyon, some type of redemptive process. So I will say, what did the Gemara do? The Gemara seemed to disprove that assertion. It was like, because what did the Gemara do? The Gemara brought, brought this brysa, and this brysa is the case of where I'm giving an animal an Ola designation for 30 days, and then after that, it becomes a shlamin. Then I will say, there's two cases. So to make a long story short, the Gemara says, it must be that one of those two cases is referring to what? Physical sanctity. Kedushas Haguf. And yet, what do you even see by Kedushas Haguf? What do you see? That it can also go away on its own, again, with, if it's tethered to time, without any redemptive process. Without any redemptive process. Shabbos say that's where we're holding right now. So it sounds like, so again, Ula's teaching me that if something has financial sanctity, that Kedusha could go away on its own. What we call Kedusha Paka Bikdi. Kedusha could go away on its own. What the Gemara is floating over here, I must say, is the possibility that maybe even physical sanctity, 
Maybe even Kiddushas HaGuf could go away on its own as well. Good. That's the entire sugya. I was saying, now let's go. Leima, Tevet Yov Debar Pada, the Amar Lopaka Kiddush of Gideon. I will say, this entire time we've been shepherding Ula, but one second, all of this is a huge kasha on Lu, on Bar Pada. I will say, let's go all the way back. I make a nether, these saplings should be like a carbon until I go ahead and cut them down. And now I cut them down. What does Bar Pada say? What does Bar Pada say? What's Allah? You have to redeem it. They both say, what Barpanda is saying is, even in the realm of financial sanctity, Kiddusha doesn't go away on its own. So says the Gemara, whoa, this whole sugya, right, we're bothering Chepering Rava about whether or not physical sanctity goes on. So I say, well, what do you see from all of this? It's almost like taking it for granted that physical sanctity goes away on its own, or financial sanctity goes, sorry, financial sanctity goes away on its own. They both say, that's a direct refutation of Barpanda. Because Barpada says, when I cut down those saplings, I have to redeem them because they still retain their financial sanctity. Barpada will tell you like this. The truth is, I will say, now the Gemara wants to suggest the carbon case that we just brought on the Brisa, right? For the next 30 days, the animal should be an Ola, and for the 30 days after that, the animal should be a Shlomim, or for 30 days from now, the animal should be an Ola, but for the next 30 days, it should be a Shlomim. And that case works. The Gemara says that whole thing is a refutation of Barpada. Barpada will say, no, no, no. Uh, the truth is, I can answer that up. Amr Papa, Amr Lecha Barpada, this is what it means to say. Listen to this. This is very interesting, I will say. The way Barpada interprets the Bryce is like this. If, so I'll say, watch this, watch this. If I have an animal, if I don't make it a Shlomim for the next 30 days, then in 30 days from now, it can become an Ola. Or, meaning what? According to Barpanda, the novelty of the Brisa is, you could create a delayed carbonic designation. In other words, I could make an animal a carbon, to, I, I, can make, I could vest an animal with carbonic sanctity to take effect when? 30 days from now. But it only works if what? It only works if what? If during the next 30 days, you didn't vest it with any other carbonic sanctity. So for example, I can go ahead and say, in 30 days from now, in 30 days from now, the animal should be an Ola. I could do that. As long as what? As long as now for the next 30 days, I don't make the animal a Shlomo. Because if I make the animal a Shlomo within the next 30 days, then what? Then what? Then what? That status remains. It doesn't go away and it never makes room for the older designation in 30 days from now. That's how Barpada reads the Braisa, which to be very honest, is a shocking, shocking, absolutely shocking reading of the Braisa, because it doesn't really seem to read that way. But that's ultimately, again, how Barpada's understanding. So I will say, Barpada says, what are you bothering me? This price fits perfectly with me. Right? Barpada says, I believe any kind of sanctity, any kind of sanctity, be it financial or physical, doesn't go away on its own. And that's exactly what the price is teaching me. According to Barpada, I will say, if you go in and you say, this animal should be a shaman for the next 30 days and then become an old one 30 days from now, what's the law according to Barpada? What's the law according to Barpada? What's the law it works, but which part works? It's a shaman. It's a shaman. Does it ever have the ability to become an Ola? Absolutely not. Because once you vest that animal with shaman sanctity, 
whether it's physical shlomo sanctity or financial shlomo sanctity, that's it. That, that's the designation that remains. And it does not go anywhere. It does not leave. It does not leave. What Barapadu said, what the Bryce is telling you is, however, if you go ahead and you say, in 30 days from now, this animal should become an Ola, that'll work, as long as you don't make it a shlom in the interim. Midi dahava, so once I, what, you'll say to yourself, what's the novelty in that, of seeing that the animal could become a carbon in 30 days from now, what's the novelty in that? It's actually very interesting. Midi dahava ha'omer li'isha, his kachi la'achar la'amidyom. It's like a man who says to a woman, become mikudashas to me after 30 days. The Mikudashas, so I will say that works, right? The delayed Kiddushin, Hariat Mikudashas Li, right? In 30 days from now, it works. Then I will say, what's the novelty in that it works? Afa Pishnis Achlu Hamos. I will say, now the novelty by Kiddushin is remember again, a man gives a woman Kesef Kiddushin, and he says to her, right? He gives her a ring, gives her a pruta, and he says, here's your Kesef Kiddushin, Hariat Mikudashas Li, Bekesef Zu, Laacher Shloshim Yom. Okay? So we're not married for the next 30 days. I don't know what his plans are for the next 30 days, right? But Lamaisi does not want to be married for the next 30 days, right? right? Like, there's a trade show in Vegas, right? Everyone has a trade show in Vegas, right? So I'll say, so again, right? Right? So Lamaisi again, so I'll say, so now it works. It works. Now what's the chap? The chap is it works even though what? In 30 days from now, the money's gone. Now, let's say she spent the money or she lost the money, even though there's no money in 30 days from now, halacha lamaisa, it works. So the Gemara says, so pshita, so pshita is, is in other words, we'll say, so let's take a step back for just a moment. So the Gemara says, I, I, I don't understand, I don't understand, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, so it's obvious that it works in both of these cases, both by Ishus and by Karbanos. Lotrichad the Haderbeh. So I'll say, no, 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 what's the novelty over here? I will say, first off, you look at the Ran. The Ran says over here, actually, I'm sorry, not yet. Oh, uh, no, yeah, Pshita. It's three lines up from before the lines get wide. Pshita, Kiloman. Pshita, Demahani Kihasam. Balama Lei Litana La Ashmoinon. As I'll say, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the fact that delayed Kiddushin will work, so obviously, delayed Karbanic designation will work as well. In other words, what's, I don't say like, What's the big novelty in all of this? To which the Gemara says, And what's interesting is the novelty is where you try to remake. That's the novelty. Let's say you put a tenai like this in, in place and then you try to reneg on, on the, on the tenai. So I'll say, listen to this. So again, let's, let's first speak a little bit about Kiddushin. So I'll say, so imagine the man says to him, they write the Kesef Zula Achar Shloshim Yom, and then he has a change of heart. And then he decides to go ahead and get out of this, and get out of this. Shabbos says, so what's the halacha? So there's an opinion that says, in a chozeres, which would seem to be the same, you can't renege. Elamad Amar Chozeres, Michael and Neymar. Shabbos, according to the opinion that says that he can renege within, the next, within those 30 days, what, what is there to say? To which the Gemara says, Afilu Elamad Amar Hasam Chozeres, and we'll say, even according to the opinion that says that by Kiddushin, you can renege. So, right? A man says to him, and he gets cold feet within 30 days and he wants to renege. Even according to the opinion that says he can renege, the carbon case is going to be different. And we'll say, if you go out and you say, this animal should be an Ola for Hashem after 30, right, 30 days from now, you cannot renege. Why can't you renege? Hachashimar says, Shaini, 
da'amiraso legavoa ki misiraso lehediot. Ultimately, again, Rabbi Osei, because why? We say that ultimately, again, Amiraso verbally designated something to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, i.e. for karbanic status, is no different than giving something over to a regular person. So Rabbi Osei, the same way, if we were engaged in a transaction, if I was selling you a sheep, if I was selling you a sheep, so it would be the halacha, right? Once I go ahead and I give it to you, I give it to you, Rabbi Osei, then what? I just say, you know what? I, I'm very attached to that sheep. I want it back. What's the halacha? Rabbi Osei, what's the halacha? That's it, we're done. Transactionally, we're done. I handed over the item. So I'll say, interestingly enough, verbal commitment to karbanos is the same thing as physically handing over something in a mundane transaction. The same way, once you hand over the object, transaction is closed, no reneging. So to what? So to Allah Chalamaisa, Allah Chalamaisa, verbally committing myself to give a karban is the same thing. So even though, again, I verbally committed myself for 30 days from now, nevertheless, that verbal commitment is, what is unretractable, irretractable? But unretractable. You can't take it back. Can't take it back. So we'll say, that's the incredible Kiddush. So we'll say, we're going to stop over here for today. So I, I know we're kind of stopping middle. So we'll say, see, here's what we've got. Here's what we've got. We have a fundamental machlokis, Barpada and Ula, about does Kiddusha dissipate on its own? Barpada is saying, absolutely not. Ula is saying, absolutely yes. Now Ula is commenting specifically in a case of financial sanctity. And it sounds like by financial sanctity, right? Not, not besides Barpada, Everyone's going to agree that halacha lamaisa the kedusha goes away. The interesting case is going to be about kedusha saguf, physical sanctity. Does physical sanctity ultimately go away on its own, or does there have to be some type of redemptive process associated with it? Now I'll say furthermore again, parpado different interpretation of the brayses. So that's our machlokas. A great so that machlokas is still we haven't solved it yet. Had to read that back into the mishnah also about the esrenetios and meretz hashem tomorrow shkayach.